Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Kate Fenske from CN Public Affairs, and joining me is David Shinovic, CN's Director for Marketing for Grain. David, we're now into early April, and we know February was a challenge, but how did the final numbers come out for CN in March for grain movement? Well, CN saw steady improvement in March for grain movement. In grain shipment weeks 32 to 35, which basically covers March, CN averaged spotting over 5,750 hoppers per week between country elevators and processors, and the range was 5,586 to 5,953 for individual weeks, so pretty steady. CN's consistently been spotting north of 5,000 hoppers per week at country elevators as well. Now, the four previous weeks in February, however, CN spotted just over 4,100 cars per week between processors and country elevators. So even though we've seen real improvement in March, we still know there's a lot of ground to be made up, and CN remains focused on maintaining the momentum that we've built up through March. Through Grain Shipment Week 34, grain deliveries to primary elevators and processors stood at 36.6 million tons, which is 1.8 million tons lower than last year's record pace, and 5.5 million tons, or about 20%, ahead of the pace of 2013-14. And looking at this month, the CN Senior Executive is meeting with producers and other industry stakeholders uh, across the prairies to not only hear their concerns, but also to discuss plans for the longer-term movement of grain and looking at how we can work together going forward. Now, David, last time we spoke, when we're looking at Thunder Bay, the first Lakers were about to load there. What's happened since then? It's been a bit of a slow start to the shipping season outbound at Thunder Bay. The first vessel in to load was the CSL Welland, and it was alongside G3's terminal loading grain on March 27th. But by April 1st, just three grain vessels had been loading in Thunder Bay. Ice conditions on Lake Superior as of early April were still not good, and the cold weather at the end of March into the first week of April really slowed the melt on Superior, so ice has definitely been an issue. Can you give us uh, the lay of the land as to the players in Thunder Bay? Sure. Unlike Vancouver, where there's just one rail carrier serving individual grain terminals, both CN and CP service all the major grain facilities in Thunder Bay. Starting up north, you have Richardson's two terminals. On the other end of town, you have G3's terminal along with Superior Terminal, which is a joint venture between P&H and Cargill. There's also a small facility on the Mission River called Western Grain. And in the middle of town, you have Viterra A and B House along with Canada Malting. You know, the eastern grain supply chain is pretty interesting. You have direct grain exports ex Thunder Bay on Salties. You have Lakers transporting grain from places like Thunder Bay and Duluth to transfer elevators on the St. Lawrence. And then there are direct rail shipments from Western Canada transfer elevators in Montreal, Three Rivers, and Quebec City. Crush plants like Bungie Hamilton, ADM Windsor, and Viterra at Beconcourt are all important destinations for canola and soybeans. You have wheat mills using Western Canadian wheat in their grists in Ontario and Quebec. And of course, there are the big breweries out east consuming malt. And those Lakers just don't handle grain. For example, iron ore is a big business still, with shipments from places like Duluth and Two Harbors to steel mills on the lakes, as well as for shipment to Quebec City for trans-shipment onto ocean-going vessels. And it sounds like there will be a pretty good export ore program this year. Thanks for your time, David. For real-time updates, please visit us at cn.ca or find us on Twitter at CN Railway. Thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.